Hello there. Hello there, you Star Wars fans. Welcome to Spark Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast that keeps you up to date with everything that you've missed in a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts this week. I'm Mark Asquith, and with me, as always, is the man that puts the ass in That's a Nice Blaster. It is, of course, Mr. Gary Ayler. And I'm saying that, guys, just before you have a little wine, as in, that's a nice ass, not you are an ass, so... Because I know what you like. You get a little bit mad, aren't you? Welcome to the show, Gary. We're stomping around after we've recorded. Bloody Mark again. Thanks, though. Cheers for that, dude. You're welcome. Uh, we shouldn't, yeah. Makes an ass out of you and me. So, so it happened in the end. That's them saying it. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. I've got... Uh, isn't it funny? The world of Star Wars. Hey, Obi-Wan's finished. Gone. All the Star Wars fans are like, what? What show? What are you talking about? What Star Wars? You know, the thing that you all moaned about, complained about. Oh, that thing. Oh, whatever. Yeah. When's the next thing? Andor. Probably. Couple of months. Fickle, aren't they? Star Wars fans. Oh, they are fickle, aren't they? And it's. uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, because they are really fickle people. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, the ever-present Star Wars listener, that you can not only enjoy all of our back catalogue, but you can also get involved with Spark Rebellion over at sparkrebellion.com. We've got donation links on there for our Patreon. We've got our Twitter links on there. We've got all of our back episodes that you can enjoy and dive into, including last week's review of Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 1. And we're going to talk about whether or not we think there's going to be a Season 2 of the show in just a second. But before I do that, let us know. Do you think there's going to be a Season 2? SparkRebellion.com slash Twitter. Give us your thoughts. And I'm going to do what I do every week. And what Gaz does every week, I'm going to ask my co-pilot, what have you been up to in the world of Star Wars this week, dude? Started playing through Jedi Fallen Order again. Because, Oof. yeah, this is attempt number four now to play through it. I don't know why. Attempt number four. And the only reason, all it is, is that with the whole Order 66 thing that we watched through Obi-Wan, I thought, I need a bit more of that. I need a bit more of that time frame and that that storyline. And I don't want to read a book. It's just words in it, too many words sometimes. And I don't want to watch through all of, you know, some animated stuff. So started playing Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, I don't know what it is, man. Like I, can, I, I get maybe maybe half the way through it, possibly two thirds of the way through it. And I just think I'm done now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like, I'm, I'm done now. So I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the second one. I know that's like a year out or whatever, but yeah, a little bit of star Wars video game. And I also tried, this is really bad star Wars listener. This is really bad. So if you want to jump on the tweets and give me a bit of a slap, it's fine. But I've, I haven't played the, the Lego Skywalker saga game in a couple of weeks, you know, and I've only sunk about three hours into it, I think, in total. That's really bad because we, I don't know, I banged on about it for bloody months in the run up to the release. And now I'm three hours in, I haven't played it a couple of weeks. So I, I put about half an hour into that, got a bit bored with that as well. So nothing too crazy, dude, in the old world of Star Wars, but a bit of video gaming, nothing crazy. What about you? Anything? Well, I'm the same with the Lego stuff. You know, I've only done about three hours on it. I think it's because it's 
for me, like the Lego games were a 20 minute blast it out, you know, because it's all pretty similar stuff and it, you know, splash, 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 look, you know, and that's, that's good for what it is. It's, you know, it's just enjoyable Lego fun for like 20 minutes at a time for me. Um, so when it comes to Fallen Order, then have you finished it once and have you gone through it once or have you just still, have you just not managed to get through it because you get halfway and think, eh. Yeah, I've come, so the first playthrough, I got to the end, which is all good. And then the second playthrough, I got part of the way through and then they did that announcement that they were going to release the next gen patch for it, whatever that yeah. was. So I thought, okay, well, I'll wait here, wait for that patch because I'm obviously want to play it as, you know, looking and performing as best as it can be. And then this is now the fourth time. So when the patch landed, played through it a bit more, fourth time now. So I don't know what it is. I think it's just some point in the story where I'm like, uh, I, f- I feel like the story runs its course before we get to the end of the game. I feel like, you know, it's a bit superfluous, some of the levels and grindage and that stuff. So I've, hun- I've done the 100% thing and I've got the, the bits and bobs, but yeah, I don't know. Just the story runs out a little bit before the end of the game. I get that, man. I, yeah, I do get that. I get that. It gets a bit yeah, repetitive. Yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that one. Um, what have I done this week? Carried on with the Brother of Book. Nearly finished that one. Got the Shadows of the Sith book, which landed. Um, yeah, nice. it's good. Um, the cover's beautiful for it. It's like, it's one of those annoying retcon books, though. You know, where it's like, Rise of Skywalker exists. We better write a book that sort of fills all these plot holes. <laughs> So I know it's going to be a good book because it will help the films, which is sort of annoying because if the films didn't exist, it probably wouldn't be as good. So it, I don't know. It's it's that Star Wars classic thing, isn't it? That that patches the stuff up with the film. So that's that's where I'm at with that one. Um, What's that which, called? Dude? What was that book? Shadows of the Sith. Shadow of the I Sith. Shadows. I don't know. Shadows of the Sith. Sorry, yeah. did carry on. No, it was good. It's a good one. It's about Oki of Bestoon and. Uh, Lando after his daughter and Luke feeling a rise in the dark side of the force that he didn't fucking mention to anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, of course. He's like, right, got to go into exile. But before I go, ah, that'd nah, be all right, actually. <laughs> nah, it's cool. What were you going to say, Luke? Nah, it's good. Nothing, actually. <laughs> no, it's just, I'm going to see you later. Yeah, good. <laughs> And he's off, okay, now, in it. When they and they're just patching, but you know we'll see. But the artwork is very nice. Mm. Um, now let's get on to Obi Wan Kenobi. We talked about it last week, didn't we? We had a good old chinwag about it, a bit of a review of it. But there's a lot there left to kind of discuss. I feel some of the best bits, which I'm sure we'll get to some of the fan <laughs> reactions to it. And I, I kind of thought we should talk about you know all of this under the guise of do we think they'll do a season two of Obi Wan Kenobi because it was it was. Let's be honest, there was a lot of that season that was patching retcon problems. You know, I'm going to call him Darth, like we said last week. Clearly, it was just a retcon patch, you know, but we can, I suppose, read into it like, oh, look at you. We'll call you officer instead of your name. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of that. There's loads of ways you can sort of make it all fit in your head, but they did retcon a heck of a lot of it. And it caused a few kind of issues then with A New Hope. You know, there's, a, there's no doubt that Leia's relationship with with uh, with Ben and Obi-Wan makes Luke's whining about Ben's death look completely disproportionate, you know, because he's only known, for, he's literally known the guy for 20 minutes properly 
Leia's had all that adventure with him. So there's loads of like little things, isn't there, like that? But it feels to me, to kind of sum it all up, like they used season one, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, the limited series, they used that as a way to patch all of the emotional storylines up. You know, that's the main thing. But also to kind of justify some of the stuff that was not quite right now that we've got the prequels, now we've got the sequels, now we've got all the extended universe stuff, patch some of the stuff from A New Hope that they'd clearly not yet thought of. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's storytelling, it's how it works. But that feels like they were sort of the two goals that Obi-Wan Kenobi had. Um, mm. So yeah, how do you feel about that? Is that, you know, is that a fair summarization, summary? You know, how, how do you feel about all that kind of side of things? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I agree. That's a fair, that's a fair summary of that stuff because... Let's not forget that with the sequel stuff that's been out for when did the when did the Rise of Skywalker land? Was it three years ago? More than I don't know. I think Disney were banking on that really propelling Star Wars into a new new ish kind of direction, a new era. And when that backfired massively, I think they then started to look at and also with the with the help of Disney Plus and that format and that way of storytelling that it's not just restricted to films now. I think that forced them to look at other other timelines and stuff and not concentrate solely because I'm I'm 99% sure that if the sequel trilogy had done brilliantly and everybody loved it, I reckon we'd see Daisy Ridley back already doing something else, you know, with Ray and and all that stuff. So I think Obi-Wan Kenobi as a TV as a limited series like you said was a was a, a good way of of them doing a complete 180 saying okay like the the sequels have let's be honest they've bombed a wee bit so now let's go the other way let's go the other direction let's look at all these little pockets of time and these characters that the fans go bananas about and let's fill that stuff in let's let's go and do all that so yeah i, th- I, th- I think it's a um it was also a way of um What's the word? It was a way of showing. It was a way of showing fans that look, even though, even though something may not have been as brilliant as you would hoped it would have been on release. And I'm talking about back in the day when the prequels were coming out. Even though that's the case, once the dust has settled and you've got some other little tidbits of story around that, that stuff will come. That all that stuff will make more sense once you have all this other stuff that and all the interconnects, everything. And so maybe that's a way of them saying, look, give it a decade. And then the sequel trilogy will look like this once we've had all this other storytelling and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, bigger picture wise, dude, I think it's, um, that's a fair summary. And also, uh, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the business side of things as well, because although Obi-Wan is a great show, because we get to see Ewan McGregor again and we get to see Hayden and and those things. Disney's still got to make money, right? They've still got to put, pull in the viewing figures and, and all that jazz. And I think I saw something this morning or yesterday that said that the viewing figures for this were re- like amazing, like really good for Disney Plus and, and Disney and stuff. So um, based on that alone, we're probably going to see a season two. I don't know if it's going to be a limited run like this one or if it's going to be like the Mandalorian I hope it's a limited run. I don't know about you, what your thoughts are on that, but 
I, I'm hoping that if it, when we get a season two, it's another six episodes. Because I think you you sometimes you you creep up to the line of um, fatigue with Star Wars sometimes, and I think Obi Wan needs that, giving you just enough. It's a bit like The Office. You and I have spoken about that loads of times back in the day. It's a bit like The Office that they only did a certain amount of episodes per series, and that was it. That was your lot. That's your that's your thing. And I think Ricky Gervais is very keen on that to keep it restricted and not do the crazy US format 20 odd episodes a season and stuff. So yeah, dude, um, yeah, what do you reckon on a second series in terms of number of episodes then? Cause I'd love to see it as just six. I think there's probably uh, like the, the kind of two questions like should they and will they? And you know, I think if it comes to they will, I think it should be six as well. Um, I've got some other ideas on how they could potentially work this in. Um, but kind of just to touch on a point that you mentioned a second ago about the sequels being better after all the other supporting material. Um, it's weird because sort of, I'm, I'm going to sound really hypocritical with this because I always say the prequels get better with all the other content that comes with them. But I'm sort of pissed off that the sequels need the other content to get better. <laughs> and I, so it's sort of like, are you a little bit biased to the nostalgic levels of the prequels? You know, when we've talked about that before, you know, will the will the people that the sequels are targeted at now in 10, 15 years' time be us and be like, oh, actually, yeah, they are, wow, yeah, these were great. They were just misunderstood. And I think just to kind of address that from my perspective, I think the big difference between the two of them is the architecture. The the, the political undercurrent of, of, of the prequels is simply not there in the sequels and you know, politics, regardless of whether you think it's right, wrong, or it's a yay or nay or whatever, politics has always been so strong in Star Wars. You know, the, the New Hope was was clearly um, was clearly around kind of fascism. It was clearly around tyranny. It was clearly around oppression and uh, dictatorship and so on and so forth. And it was, there's always been those undertones of it. And I know with the first order, you know, you could, you could class that as sort of neo-fascism if you like. And, and, and the, the part of the similarities of, of, um, a new hope and force awakens being because it's about that. Of course, if something drops and there's a vacuum, some, the people that loved the thing that is now dead, that, that was the, dictatorship or the democracy, whichever it is, those people that did love the thing that's now dead are going to fight to make this thing come back and make it bigger and better and more powerful. You know, we see that's the stories that we've seen a thousand times. You know, democracy dies, let's spend 20 years fighting to bring it back, but let's do it better. And then the empire dies. Let's spend 25 years trying to bring it back and make it better. So it's, and I think for me, that's the difference is that the, the, the prequels had the architecture where the sequels didn't and they're trying to, they're trying to, sort of gobble the architecture in now, whereas the mm. prequel, prequels seem to have that. And the Clone Wars is great. It's a great example of that, um, the, the TV series, um, which brings me to like Obi-Wan and the place that this sits and that question around, you know, should it be six episodes? Will they do it? Should they do it? Um, it fills an architectural gap for me because that emotional state of Obi-Wan and Anakin, it's never been properly explored. So it needed that. We needed that, you know, as a character. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about some of that. Oh, you know, Star Wars leans on nostalgia too much. Like, it needed that. It, it, you know, would we like mm. to see more Luke? Of course we would. That's why the Mandalorian flies. 
and that's you know would want to see more of 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 of, of, of uh, Grogu yeah of course you know because that's what we want um, and Obi Wan was one of those characters and so was Anakin so I think that fills that structural and that architectural gap season two should they probably not I don't think they need to I think it would almost you you can have too much of a good thing and it would the way that they wrapped it up was it did. They clearly had designed this to be one movie-style series, and somewhere I saw this online. Someone had rewatched it in its entirety straight throughout, and they said, this is clearly a movie. If you watch it all the way through, the pacing is that of a movie. It's like the Snyder Cut. It's not a TV series as such, because you saw the people whining about the pacing, and so I get it, but they said if you watch it as a movie, actually, it, you can tell what's going on. It's, it's written like that. Mm. Um, so... Do they need to? Probably not from a narrative perspective. Will they? 75% of me says yes, because it surpassed Mandalorian season two finale. That had Luke fucking Skywalker in it. So, you know, it blitzed Boba Fett by a long shot. I think it was 700,000 initial streams on that day. It, I mean, which is a chunk. You know, if you think about 700,000 paying 20 quid a month or five quid, I don't know what it is for Disney Plus these days. I can't remember, but it's it's not an inconsiderable amount of money. Mm. So I think they will. And I agree with you. I think it should be limited series. And I think with a caveat, don't bring Vader back in this. That's done. Like for me, he's at peace with that. He doesn't need to face Vader again. Doesn't need to face Maul again. That was done well in Rebels. I think he has to sort of leave season one as that right that's the bow around the connective tissue between that and episode four holy shit look at that Ahsoka's alive how do you deal with the reconciliation of we both lost this guy we are we both at fault we but how you know how does everything else factor into it what's what does does Obi-Wan do anything in the earlier days of the rebellion um does he are there any units of the rebellion that, that, that he sort of gets involved with? You know, keep, almost keep layer out of it, keep Luke out of it, and it's. I think that's what they should do. It's five thousand percent what they will not do. <laughs> it's five thousand percent what they'll not do. Hey, Star Wars listener, just breaking up the episode a wee bit here to insert one of our. Audio reviews from one of our patrons, our good friend Dan Ocock has sent in his thoughts and his review on series one of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm going to play that now. And he's been a, a patron for a while now. So thank you so much for your continued support, Dan. It's very cool uh, to have you on board, mate. And if you want to uh, join Dan and, and check out our Patreon, you can do that at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And here is Dan's thoughts. Take it away, Dan. Cheers, buddy. So they asked for some thoughts, didn't you, about the latest Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And then I was like sticking my imaginary hand up saying, I'll do it, I'll do it. So I finally had some time to record a little bit of an, an audio thing for you to uh, decide if you want to put it into the show. Um, I'm a Patreon as well. So if you're listening and you're not a patron, be a Patreon. Um, I'm in the Jedi Council. I'd like to uh, put that out there. haven't got a badge yet. And it might be coming my way. Um, but support them. And the reason I say that is that what they do is really fun and it takes a lot of time to put shows like this together. Um, so kudos to you guys. And, you know, one of the reasons I listen to the show is so that I can increase my knowledge and geek out because 
I don't, I, I'm not, I, I don't really know that much compared to you two. And it's really awesome to be able to tune in and listen and hear all the Star Wars stuff. Um, so there you go. Enough ramblings. Shall I tell you what I thought about Obi-Wan Kenobi? So I've completely enjoyed it start to finish. And it's been the first series in a long time that I've actually looked forward to the day it came out. Like, I want to watch it today. So that was the first thing I want to say about it. Um, the second thing was, for me, I was, I've I've never quite liked Ewan McGregor. And that's going to, I'm saying it with smiles because I'd expect a reaction. And um, I was really pleasantly surprised by how Ewan played the part I was kind of like I'm not really sure but like he nailed it and the person that he is like fitted where Obi-Wan would be and that's like the main thing for me that that was right and the best part of the whole series was um, cause I don't, I haven't really followed a lot of the other canon stories. And so a lot of the characters in these new Disney series is new to me. And then I have to kind of go off and do a bit of research and find out who that is and what do they do. But Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, like that's bread and butter to me. And I'm like, finally seeing the two do stuff like be, you know, at war together, you know, physically fighting and that is just like hands down being like the moments for me in 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 this series i mean i could go on but like i just thought i'll give you a minute of like that's what i've loved except i've given you about three minutes um you guys gave it a score on the last episode i agreed with your scores and i'm gonna go with a solid 8.6 there you go hope you found that enjoyable Oh, it's going to be so tricky, that second seat. And, and I'm sure they've spoken about it. I'm Kathleen and, you know, she's got on Outlook, sent a few emails. Look, you lot, we've got to do something with the Skywalker still. Don't lose that thread. And they're like, oh, fuck's sake. All right, Kath, yeah, whatever. So you're right, they probably will do that, even though they shouldn't. But it's very tempting, though, because... Going back to your question about should they or shouldn't they, it's really tempting to fill the gaps, but it's very it, it's so hard to leave it alone. That's the problem, especially with a character like Obi Wan, because I think he's the I think he's one of the main characters that has that's been explored the least in terms of timelines that we've not seen outside of the of the movie stuff. So without with all the comics and books. Vader's been in it so much and Luke and and uh, I'm not even talking about the old days of the expanded universe and all the Mara Jade stuff and the just so many many stories and timelines whereas whereas Obi-Wan's just been this in the background kind of mentioned every now and then so it's really tempting to 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 now that we've seen you and McGregor play that so well to just not want another series and another one and another one, like seeing all these things. So, uh, but then you mentioned it plays like a movie when you get onto second series and do we, do we need that stuff that you talked about earlier? So with the, the sort of political underpinning 
that gives the world a bit more depth and a bit more uh like there's a there's a weight of something that's happening in the galaxy i think that's what we had with the with the prequels and the way that palpatine pushed that forward and manipulated that stuff so well that provided the that provided the need for the jedi to be able to do their thing because without that they're just jedi you know there's no you can't just have oh there's a sith dude over there you know well it doesn't really matter because there's like 50 jedi there's one sith it's game over so we needed that political stuff to provide context around what's happening in the galaxy and we didn't have that with obi-wan really a bit like the sequels we didn't really have that but that was okay though because it was like you said it was more around just revisiting those characters and having the character progression and the architecture like you said but i think with the second series if they do that i think they need to bring some of that back i think we need to have because the audience needs something to to latch on to now that we've had that first series it can't just be obi-wan's talking to a couple of jedi that have survived and now he's talking with qui-gon and that's it it just won't go anywhere there needs to be some other threat within the galaxy that the emperor at this point is really pushing so would that be some you know some stuff that they explored in in a in a video game or i mean kathleen kennedy did did say recently that they are looking at the narratives and storylines from the video games to bring them into stuff so yeah and i think um another thing on that is it really helps with uh, the, the wider audience to to relate to something as well that's not just lightsabers and pew 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 it's like with the with the political stuff and like you said whether you like that side of it or not or you think star wars needs it it provides a bit of applicability i think is the best way to say it. it's not quite allegory but at the same time people can pick that stuff out of what's happening in the world today and think oh, okay that character is clearly that world leader that character is clearly that person and that regime is is that so it provides like um I'm kind of a bit deep here, I'm sorry, but it, it kind of provides like a bit of weight to Star Wars, even though it's a completely fucking fictional, made-up thing. It provides like a bit of weight to it, and you think, actually, yeah, yeah, this could be happening somewhere. So I think it needs that. It definitely needs that that political weight behind it. And th- that's a good time to do it as well, because everyone thinks that's a boring time in the timeline, because um, the, em- the Empire's growing the emperor's one darth vader's one the jedi have lost and that's it but there's a lot that's going on in the background with that so yeah um i'd like to see the political stuff back dude that's weird but yeah yeah i get that man and it's because it's so rich in terms of the way that you can take it you know i i mean the other side of this coin is you know vader as well you know i I don't think you could bring obi-wan back without bringing anakin back and it's do you how how could you possibly do that without doing a couple of series without them crossing paths again? And I almost just do not want them to. And I think what would be interesting for me is almost a series of constant near misses, you know, where it sort of becomes Obi-Wan's gone off and Bail Organa's, you know, he's sort of been reactivated a little bit because he's, he's got his vibe back a little. He's backed off away from Luke a little bit. He's comfortable. We can see why he was comfortable going out beyond the Dune Sea now because Owen and Baru just hammered it. Um, you know, he saw 
Luke just being a boy, he's sort of stepped away from that a little bit, just far enough that he can keep an eye on. So because he's so powerfully reactivated, he's opened himself up to the peace and the force, the living force. So he can commune with Qui-Gon and, and I'm assuming Yoda as well now to a degree because he's opened himself up to that sort of connection. You know, does he put himself back in the fight a little bit and act, act a little bit like the fulcrum sort of moniker? You know, it's under the radar. No one kind of knows it's Kenobi, but it is. Um, all the while, you've got Vader sort of dealing with that. Fuck, I sort of do want to find him. But the boss has said I better not. And if he even gets an inclination that I'm after him, he's screwed, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm in a mess. Um, <laughs> so I, I just think there's opportunity there to do other things. But again, it... It's too, it's too easy to do more of the same stuff, and it'd yep. be all right until it really comes under scrutiny. And I think that's what this season did so well, is that it. Yes, there was scrutiny. Yes, it was. Like, oh, it's so slow. Reva's terrible. You know, all the kind of whiners online. But actually, if you watch it as one piece, like we said right at the beginning, you watch it as one piece of work. It's really well done. So. I just think there's a lot of risk and I believe that I think the political underpinning of it is something that you can use to give yourself that springboard to bounce off and go elsewhere. You know, you can use it to, to kind of explore other opportunities. But again, do we need to? Does it need to be Obi-Wan? Does Can he not just pop up in Ahsoka flashbacks? Or do the, you know is there a Vader series in there? Because that's the other thing we've not talked about is just the the hugely triumphant return of Aiden Christensen, who clearly can act. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, we're not really mentioning the fact that we probably, as much as we want to see McGregor back, we probably want to see Christensen just as much. Um, and it, mm. how do you do that without it just being Anakin versus Obi-Wan again? Because that would be too much of a good thing. I, I honestly think that would be too much of a good thing. Um, and I just think with the Ahsoka stuff as well coming out, you know, it, you know, there's Thrawn knocking about in there. There's a lot of, they're clearly building to crossovers. I don't know, man. It just feels like there's opportunity to do something a bit different with it and still have Obi-Wan knocking about. Like Luke Skywalker's not got his own TV show, but he's been all over the place, hasn't he, last, last year or two. You know, Obi-Wan could do the same, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And there's also an element of, well, there's two things on that. The first one is um, sometimes it's almost it's almost better just to let the viewers' minds go and make that stuff up. We don't need to be, we don't need to see and be told everything. So all the things that Obi-Wan could have done or did or didn't do on Tatooine until the point that we see him in A New Hope we don't really need to be handheld and, and have all that. Just let just let the viewer's mind make up their own stories about what he did. The other thing is um when you if there was if they announced a Darth Vader series, the problem with that then is that you're in no you're in no better position than you are than doing a second Obi-Wan series or doing or doing Obi-Wan series two and a new Vader series because you would have to have something pretty epic going on but then you then but so you then run the risk of when you get to a new hope that stuff almost seems inconsequential because you've had all this big epic stuff that's led up to it and then you get to a new hope and it's like well it's not really that important now is it really the only the only important bit is return of the jedi because all the stuff that happened before 
no biggie really but the stuff that happened in the disney plus stuff that's the big stuff so i think there has to be a balance somewhere in what you um and what you you want to tell as a story and and off i I think you should offload that to to video games and and other stuff if somebody at, at disney is like look this guy at lucasfilm he keeps banging on about this fucking thing he wants to do it as a series what are we going to do we'll just tell him to go to ea make a game out of it you know let them do it so i think that's there is value in that and, and i say that flippantly but there is value in doing that anyway because you know cross-media storytelling and stuff we know that works if it's done well and, and all that so um so the 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 other thing sorry on that as well is um we like you said we've seen luke knock around in the the Mandalorian and stuff recently, and everyone's gone bananas for that. And I think the reason why people have gone bananas because it's a limited little glimpse of that. It's just one episode, not even that at the end of the Mandalorian, just that final 10 minutes. That was enough to make, I don't know if you've seen any um, reaction videos on YouTube of that, but there are men our age sobbing there. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars theory did it sobbing his heart out like he was a five-year-old kid watching star wars for the first time how do you replicate that feeling for an entire run even if it's just a limited run of six episodes and i kind of did that a little bit with obi-wan there was a few scenes where i got choked up and i was like shit this is this is great really cool but how do you bottle that and then do that for the second series there has to be something else um and you can't do it on fan stuff either. That's terrible. You can't just say, oh, well, the fans want that bit, so we'll do that bit. Because like you mentioned, there were so many, so many fans that were like, yeah, I like this, but that bit's shit. And that bit's shit. And we don't like that bit. And you can't just pander to all that. So it's such a tough one, dude, isn't it? Like, what? where do you think they should go with series, series two then in terms of um, obviously Obi-Wan, but where's the, what antagonist do you put in there? What What threat do you put on Tatooine or the galaxy or whatever where do you go with it I don't know well I think there's two sides to it I think there's got to be the development of Obi-Wan you know this one was about overcoming the guilt and recapturing that sort of fighting spirit that 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 new hope you know the cliche um and I I feel that there's so many stories to tell with Obi-Wan but they're not things that the mass population would understand the casual viewer you know Obi-Wan worked and worked so well because it was Vader and Obi-Wan and they did the prequel entire flashback. So even if you've not seen the prequels, you understood. You had um, Leia and Luke and that was sort of all you needed. The Emperor was in there. Everyone knew him, you know. Even if you didn't, you knew he was the boss. Qui-Gon, even if you didn't know him, you knew he was his boss. So <clears throat> it was that It was that interesting um balance of casual viewership and, and and kind of fan stuff. Now, for the same personal development to occur with Obi-Wan, for you to really feel it, because some of the most powerful things for me with the series were, you know, the apologies, the shifting of the guilt, the kind of, the, the recapturing that kind of um, Obi-Wan confidence and buoyancy that we saw throughout the prequels and the Clone Wars that started to come back as the series progressed. You know, you can get that from other places, but not places that my mum are going to understand. You know, you can get that for you and me with an Ahsoka and Obi-Wan conversation. Like, what the fuck did we do? How did that happen? Oh, thank God you're alive. Didn't realize because they've got no idea. 
you can get that with a Bo-Katan, you know, you know, sorry about your sister. Fucking hell, thank God you're still here. Um, you know, what's going on? How you, you know, what's the deal? And, you know, that whole depth of what if I had left the Jedi Order and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you can also get that with Obi-Wan discovering the fact that actually he's a Jedi, but he's not in the Order anymore. So he can probably explore attachments, as, as was alluded to in that um, that Kenobi book at the, the end of the old extended universe era. So there's there's got to be that personal journey, I think. Now, I don't know how you achieve that without introducing new characters or introducing characters that the casual viewer just be like, oh, well, why there's no depth to this? Because that, that relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan just can't be replicated for the mass people that are watching it. In terms of like the threat, yeah, I just, it's, it's for me, it would have to be something that takes him again off Tatooine, keep Luke out of the picture. Malaya maybe gets involved and can, can maybe have a part in this just because we can then strengthen that, you know, Ben Kenobi, my only hope. You know, why did Bail Organa in Rogue One choose to send Leia to get Ben? Because, you know, so that's strengthening of that relationship, but it would have to be handled really carefully. Um, I don't know what the threat would be. I mean, the only threat that I can possibly think of is something that is just so empire, but non-empire, if that makes sense. You mm -hmm. know, I'm talking even, and again, I'm being sort of flipping here as well, but like the droid attack on the Wookiees, you know, let's, let's fucking, there's something over there, you know, with these people that we knew, you know, we've got a relationship with and Obi-Wan knows. So we've, you know, it, it might be something from the Brotherhood style books, you know, Keto Nomori or whatever. I don't know. Something where there's a reason for Obi-Wan to feel like he's got to get involved. Or the only other, again, potential option for me is where it's lynched around a current character. Han Solo, probably not. Mm. It can't be. Um, Yoda, you know, do we see some of that? You know, what's Yoda going, what's going on with him? You know, is Qui-Gon appearing to him? Is there that connection? Um, so it, the threat would have to be something empirical, but that wasn't directly connected to Vader and the Emperor, which is really difficult to do. You know, is it a Death Star thing? Is it a Tarkin thing? Is it a... Don't know, man. Don't know. It's very tough. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say it could be a Tarkin thing because he was clearly the boss, if he's the boss, in A New Hope. So maybe it's uh, something like that. But the other way to do it is to have have everything just completely isolated, just not link it to anything that's happening in the wider galaxy at that point and just have Obi-Wan as like a bit of a Marshall Bravestar kind of dude. So going back to the book you mentioned, you know, the John Jackson Miller book, Kenobi, maybe re maybe pull some of those threads out of there where it's not really about taking on Vader. Like you said, leave Vader out of it and all that stuff. This is more around, okay, Obi-Wan's now found his feet again a little bit. Now it's down to him to silently kind of play peacekeeper on Tatooine a little bit, maybe have a bit of a love interest there. And, and as he's on Tatooine, what worked really well in the book of Boba Fett is bring the sand people back as well, because he has a big old, he has a big old, uh, th there's a big story plot within that book around the sand people. So maybe bring all that stuff in and, and the love interest. So maybe that's another option as well is to, uh, yeah, is have an isolated thing where 
you just know that out here somewhere on the on the periphery is the whole empire and Vader's doing his thing and the emperor and stuff. We don't need to see that like you know on the nose. So that's another option. And then potentially another one, potentially another one is to fast forward time a little bit and just have like Luke, like the adventures of Luke, like having him the focus a little bit more. Because now that Leia was the focus of this one, the second season, Luke's mm. grown up a bit. He's a nerd, sort of a 13, 14 maybe. And he's getting into like, you know, uh, racing around the canyons, you know, knocking yeah. around at most, you know, all that stuff. And then Obi-Wan having to get involved when he has to. So that might be cool. That would provide a bit of balance between having Obi-Wan's connection between both of the kids. So that could work. Um, yeah. Kath, just get in, get in touch. Pick up the phone. Yeah. We can do this. Sparkrebellion.com. We, right. we can nail it, Kath. Don't worry. I was, I was going to go in a similar direction with that. I agree. Just as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, we, we could do, you know, the the, the, the narrative similarities. Because we saw the similarities of Reva and, and, and Anakin and, you know, her choice not to decimate Luke because of what she saw Anakin do, I think was interesting. And there is that opportunity, I agree, dude, for, for it to be like, a, yo, Qui-Gon, have you seen what he's doing? He's only racing around the bloody canyon. <laughs> and uh, we know how that ended last time, didn't we? Mm-hmm. There's no Sebulba, but he's smashing those womp rats. So it's, yeah, <laughs> th- there is that. And and I suppose you can pull on some of the new the, the threads from like A New Hope with that. Like, I wonder if it means old Ben Kenobi. Like, it can't be the last time that, you know, that one introduction that Owen made can't just be the last time because, how you know, no, Luke's got be. no idea. No, it can't be. He's got no idea that Ben might not even live on Tatooine. <laughs> All they said was hello there, and then he bailed. You know, I don't even know if he t- don't even know if he said his name. I can't remember. Don't know if well, he, he said. Well, he refers to Ben as an old man, doesn't he? he said, "Yeah, I think one of you means old Ben Kenobi." Yeah, and then I think three players like, "Do you know who he's talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, old Ben, kind of an old hermit, lives out beyond the Dune Sea." So he knows he's seen him and knows him as an old, an yes. old old man, Alec Guinness kind of old man. So yeah, that'd work. Yeah, so there's a little bit in there. I agree with that. I think that's an interesting one. And th- for me to, to be interested in that, they would have to really play on the similarities of Luke and Anakin's temperament. And because that mm. would then strengthen Luke's choice not to fall to the dark side when he gets the opportunity. Um, you oh, know, that'd and, be good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I just think it needs that narrative link to the to his dad, you know, and it's that, you know, because again, so much you can pull, you know, Owen, he's got, you know, he's like his father. That's what I'm worried about. You know, that sort of, there's a lot of building blocks there, but it has, which would then keep the the shadow of Vader in there. Um, but it's already in canon that Vader cannot know about Luke until Boba Fett tells him after the Death Star. So you sort yeah. of need the shadow of Vader looming, but mm. not the presence. Um, and, and, unless unless there's a, there is a way of, of sort of, you know, I'm sort of secretly still trying to find him. Um but I just don't see any value in that for Vader. I'd prefer to see Vader pop up elsewhere. You know, I'd prefer to see that going on somewhere else. And I think probably just to just to kind of think about that with Vader a little bit. Like, do you think they'll do? Do you think we'll see Hayden Christensen back in some form as Vader? Or I think Anakin? so. Yeah, I think yeah? so. Yeah, I think he's he's, he's too popular now. <laughs> Like it would be absolutely nuts. Like if you were if you were one of the head on shows at Lucasfilm or Disney, it would be a huge mistake just to say thanks for coming back, good luck, see you later. It would be a huge mistake because um, 
it, he's proven his worth. Everybody said how wooden he was when he was in the prequels and everything, but that's bullshit. Like if you go back and and really, it sounds very patronising, but if you go back and really watch what's going on and then look at his performance in this, it, it's it, it's completely on purpose and completely seamless. So I think it'd be a mistake to just to be a like a one-time comeback tour and that's it it would be because although I'm going to contradict myself with what I said earlier around um it's very tempting to to explore all of that stuff but perhaps you just let your mind make it up I think I think Hayden has earned the right to play that character in more um on-screen storytelling he's he's earned that definitely and i think um just as we're saying with obi-wan there's a, a huge time a pocket of time that you can explore there's also that same um amount of time for vader obviously and uh arguably there's more to do with vader's um story than there is with obi-wan because you have that relationship with the emperor which is not all wine and roses all the time you have that relationship with thrawn and you have that relationship with um, the Inquisitors that we've that are now sort of on-screen canon, if that makes sense. So there's a ton of stuff there to go through as well. And again, like the the um, the, the the Miller book, there's a load of really good books around Vader and around Palpatine as the Emperor and and all that stuff that they could dig into. So, so um, I think we will, dude. I definitely think we will. The, the reaction's been too great. It'd be silly to just say that's it. Yeah, do you think yeah. he'll be back? Yeah, I would agree. And I, I agree with the sentiments on his acting in the prequels as well. We've said it before, like if you, you know, okay, we're going to write an awkward, angry teenager and you want we, we want you to play an awkward, angry teenager. And everyone's like, ah, he's a bit wooden. What the fucking is? Like, that's the point. He's in a situation that is wildly uncomfortable. In, but then you see him in the fighter, you see him in the fights, you see him in those situations. He's like... I'm a totally different person. And uh, I think that's why I was always endeared to Anakin with that one. I think that's maybe why I was uh, so fond of the prequels because it sort of was relatable. Like I was I was watching episode two, Attack of the Clones, when I was 20. You know, I was like the same age as Anakin. Um, same haircut, actually. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, I agree. He's, he's become a grumpy old fucker, you know, and, and, and so have we. So it's... I, I would agree, man. I, I think we sh- we will see a little bit more of Hayden Christensen, and I, I, I think it would be wise for them to do something reasonably carefully considered with that. So it's not just, here's Vader. Uh, yeah, being Vader. You know, I think it needs to be Anakin struggling with that because that's what makes it interesting. And also, like, there's a pile to explore with Tarkin as well, that relationship between Tarkin and Vader, because he knows that he's Anakin. Um, and there's a lot to be explored. They met when he was Anakin, and the, 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 he knows, Tarkin knows. And he's one mm. of the few people that knows that does not get killed because he knows, because he keeps his mouth shut. So there's a lot going on um, <laughs> that, that can be explored, but it's, it's where you put Vader the logical thing is getting back in this series, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'd, I'd like them to do more thoughtful work with Anakin, you know, because there's no point bringing Christians in. You could get James Earl Jones back in some body 
body actor for Vader and it'd be cheaper, you know? So mm. use like Anakin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly like that, dude. Um, all right, let's stick a pin in it in a second, but just kind of, um, I think I want to, I suppose want to talk about, we'll talk about this next week. Cause there's a few things that are, that are coming out online, a few news stories. I think to, to, to explore probably next week, it'd be cool to dig into like fan reactions and the divisive nature of Star Wars fans. And also that kind of commentary on, uh, Star Wars leaning into nostalgia and fan service. And you know, the, there's, there's two very distinct camps with that. Um, you know, and we know that only Sith deal in absolutes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. good. So maybe that's <laughs> for next week. Cause there are some, there are some news stories with that one, but to wrap up, do you think that we will see an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two? Yes. I agree. It's too financially um, uh, valuable to them to not do it, unfortunately. But that's the way that showbiz works. I'm no expert, but I know enough to know that it's it's based on numbers and, and, and dollar signs. So it's worth too much to Disney to not do that. And secondly, I think the fans, uh, the, the, the reviews, like the Rotten Tomato scores and, and the fan reactions, mostly have been really good for this one. So both of those things combined, it's a no-brainer. Yep. yep. I would agree, sir. I think it is... Um I think it's almost nailed on from a financial perspective, and I I, th I just worry that they will rush it. Not necessarily rush it, because I think it'll take them some time. I think they will. The story will suffer because they'll want to get all of the elements in that they think people want. And if the Rise of Skywalker has taught them anything, it should be that that is not always good, and they should have the balls to go in a direction that is interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Because I know, again, we'll talk about this next week. There is a balance between the nostalgia and the new. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think there's a chance with this to do something. But we shall see. Alright, that has been Spark of Rebellion. What do you think? Will there be an Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 2? Where do you think they should take the story? What do you think they should do? Let us know. SparkRebellion.com forward slash Twitter. We will be back next week, probably digging into a little bit of news. Uh, to be honest, it will likely be pertaining to Obi-Wan Kenobi again, just because that's very dominant in the Star Wars universe right now. And we will pick that up. We'll see where we end up. And of course, if any other news comes out next week, we will summarize that and give you the skinny on it. Um, so from me, it's been a pleasure. Always good to shoot the breeze when it comes to Star Wars. So I'm going to love you. And I'll see you next week, you beautiful Star Wars fan. And Gaz, always a pleasure, my man. Thanking you as ever. Yeah, it's been a good one this week. We've had a good old chat. It's gone quite deep on the old on the old Star Wars this week, which is good. And uh, before we sign off, just uh, a huge thank you to our patrons. Thank you very much for your continued support. We love you guys. Thank you so much. If you want to support the show, head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And uh, that would be awesome. So thank you very much for your continued support. Our lovely patrons. Thank you. Until next week for some more Obi-Wan chats. Take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always. <laughs>